Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I was gonna do like an and welcome back. <laughs> Just I don't think it works. <laughs> Welcome back to Even Thursday. I am your co-host. Alright, can we try that again Max. so it's less... Welcome back to Any Given Thursday. I am your co-host, Max. And David is his co-host, David. I don't know how to respond to the grammar that was just used there. But... I thought I was dying last night. I'm <laughs> tired. Um, we're here, of course, to talk about the Europa and the Europa Conference League, as we do every week. Um, this Thursday, we're looking forward to the second leg of the playoff rounds. It is the last of the qualifying stages before we finally get some sweet, sweet group stage. Oh, so looking forward to it. So looking forward to it. And we're also at the point where, for some teams, we finally have some access to, you know... stats (laughs) stats <laughs> yeah. and data points teams Facts. playing league games finally mm-hmm. yeah. you know as as uh as we as we go through the fall here um as we go through the year naturally i think our you know analysis and points of emphasis will shift a little bit um you know depending on teams we maybe haven't spent as much time on or uh you know having access to more advanced metrics that we didn't have before um so it's not you know, we're going to adapt and evolve um, yeah. a lot as we learn more and more alongside you guys. We're growing with you, you could we're say. We're growing with you. We're growing beside you. We're growing... Please don't say inside. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, anyway, so um, speaking of shifting things up a little bit, we are going to, uh, our format's going to be a little different than it was uh, last Wednesday. You know, last Wednesday we are meeting some new teams for the first time. Um, we were just sort of getting a lay of the land. This week we're going to uh, organize things rather than uh, fixtures that we're most interested in. We're just going to sort of go uh, sequentially um, down each league um, uh, in terms of the time they're going to come on, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, starting off. Noon. Yeah. Noon first, PM. First noon game, we got AEK and Dnipro. This is the Europa League, for the record. Yes. We're still starting with the Europa League, then moving to the Conference League when we're done. So, first Europa League game is Thursday at noon, AEK and Dnipro. That's Thursday at noon. <laughs> I think they've got it. Noon. Noon? Wait, PM. When, when was it? Noon AM. Noon. Noon. <laughs> This game back in Cyprus after AEK took the first leg 2-1 in, I believe it was Slovenia last week since UEFA said no European games in Ukraine. No. That's too dangerous. We're not going to do that. That seems fair. Well, the Ukrainian uh, league seems to disagree because they are kicking off tomorrow in Ukraine. There's going to be soccer back in Ukraine. So uh, Today, I think, right? I think it's tomorrow. I think tomorrow? first game's tomorrow. Meaning what day are you speaking of? Oh, so it'd be yesterday when this comes out. We're <laughs> yes, recording on Monday. Go. Sorry, there thank you. you. So, uh, Dnipro is not going to play in that round just because, you know, they have a game on Thursday. That'd be a pretty quick turnaround to have to 
play a game, leave the country to Cyprus in two days and play another game. So they're off this week, but kind of crazy that the Ukrainian league is starting back up. That seems totally wild. It hadn't even crossed my mind that they would be playing in, in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, what's weird, I feel like I haven't seen any reporting about this in my normal sources. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested if more of that comes out this week. Um, something on the athletic, perhaps. Seems like something they would tackle. Yeah. But I've yet to see that, so... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and claim we're the first two have ever reported this outside of the Ukraine. I think we are. And I think nobody else will know about it until we talk about it. Yeah. Um, um, so that's something to keep an eye on uh, this week and the future. If that's able to continue, um, I suppose it depends partially where they are. Like, I don't imagine Shakhtar can play in no, they're only, Not that they do anyway, yeah. but... They're only playing in the center and west yeah. half of the country. Can people even play in Kiev right now? That's That'd be crazy, right? I believe teams are supposed to be playing in Kiev. Bro, is there not as much like fighting going on there as there was? And there must not be. I mean, in the States, we've kind of stopped hearing as much about it due to... Now, instead of clicking on every article on the New York Times, I scroll through most of them. Yeah. Like a bad person. <laughs> um, uh, people just, they stopped reporting on it with the 24-hour news cycle. And, yeah. You know, it's... People have stopped caring about the whole issue for some reason. But well, it's over for us. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem anymore. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that in the coming weeks. Um, let's. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say about Dnipro's actual team before we move on? Yeah, so last week was the first time we'd seen Dnipro 1 play in Europe and the first time we'd seen them play soccer in a long time. Um, but been reading a lot more about them trying to learn some about the club and i've come across a lot of people who've complained about the creation of Dnipro one uh they were founded as a separate entity from right. Dnipro, we sort of Hukoli, talked about this we last, about week, last yeah. week yeah and a lot of former players have kind of spoken out against that and said it was just a scheme to get out of having to pay debts to create the club before the other one folds so that they just moved everything over there Notably, Roman Bezos and Vitaly Man- Manziuk. Uh, they were very adamant in complaining about not getting paid from their old Dnipro club, which was part yeah, of the reason they lost FIFA licensing yeah. and had been relegated because they weren't paying players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this summer, you know, speaking from a sporting perspective rather than a business one, Dnipro had been doing some business. They brought in four new non. Uh, Ukrainian players basically refreshing the non-Ukrainian side of the club and all but one of them are coming from outside of Europe so it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to a different style of game I don't think I would be trying aiming to play in the Ukrainian league inside of Ukraine right now but all power to them I guess I wonder if they knew it was going to be playing in Ukraine when they originally signed those contracts or Mm. I don't know how long they've been tossing around the idea of starting it up again in Ukraine but uh, they also lost their manager over the summer. It was a Croat, so he probably... Croat? Yeah, I think that's the... Croat? Croat? I don't know. Croat does sound wrong, though. <laughs> it does. I think it's Croat, but... Yeah. Well, he's just a Croatian. He left because of the war, so... It's been, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they adapt throughout the season. Yeesh. All right. Uh, on that uplifting note... Yeah. Zalgaris uh, Ludogoretsk. Ludogorets. Zalgiris are down nil one at home mm-hmm. on aggregate. Um, do they have a chance? Um, I think, you know, they have some chance. Definitely favor 
Ludogorets in the second leg, but Zalgiris, they were very much in the game despite losing last time. They were pretty competitive. Um, I think if they can score Renan Oliveira, it's the Brazilian striker for them. He's been scoring loads in the league. I'm pretty sure it's the league's top goal scorer in Lithuania. And so he'll definitely have to bag at least one if Zalgiris want to get through this. Well, should we move on to the second? You don't want to talk about Zalgiris? Uh, uh, we can talk about their basketball team. Yeah, yeah I put that you, down but you did notes. all this hard work. I just thought it was fun when I was looking stuff up. You did all this hard work. Let's tell the people about it. Yeah, so you might know Zalgiris. They might be a little more famous for their basketball team rather than their football team. Uh, basketball team dominates the Lithuanian League and competes pretty well in the EuroLeague. They've made the playoffs a few times. They won it a while back. Uh, but they produced and had some notable NBA players. Ty Lawson, famous for his multiple DUIs. <laughs> yeah. Benno Udry played like 13 years total in the NBA, I think. Came through there. Um, Donatus Montiunis had a solid career. Boban. Boban! Everybody loves Boban. Everyone loves Boban. And uh, probably the biggest name that ever played for them was Artavis Sabonis, who was a great Soviet player. Very good player. Yeah, and came over to the U.S. for a little bit, and even at an advanced age was still yeah. a pretty great. And his son is an all-star now. Yeah, DeMontis. Um, yeah, anyway, how fun. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the 12-30 game, uh, which is the only one this week. I don't know why they're all... Mm. There's so many games played at like very precise times in this window that I don't really understand, but uh, anyway, Silkeborg um, is hosting HJK. HJK leading 1-0 in the tie um yeah what do you expect from this one yeah, this was a little bit of an upset last this was week. i agree i think most people us included were surprised to see hjk get the win uh silkborg have been playing really really well in the danish league so i think there's a chance for them to turn this tie around and take it especially back in denmark they're top of the table there so they're gonna be comfortable playing in denmark uh and their offense uh their attack has been really strong in the Danish League. They've scored at least two goals in all but one game so far this year with their 4-3-3 setup. Uh, Mark Brink is kind of like the middle anchor of that midfield. He's been playing well this year, so I expect them to kind of turn it around. And then we talked about them not being a uh, typical Danish team that we see at this stage, and this is Last year was their best finish since 2000 and 2001. Was it really? Yeah, so we went and found that Where did they finish? Uh, they finished third. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They had a little spell in the 90s. You know, they won a title, came runners-up, had a couple third-place finishes, but mm. been pretty dormant, kind of yo-yoing since 2001. Oh, yo-yoing. Yeah. Like actually going down and going up? Yeah, they went down, I think, three or four times. Wow. Yeah. What a place for them to be then. Yeah, so good to see them back up where they were. I'm a fan of the late 90s. Yeah, you know. sure. But, All fun right. fact, they also won a European competition in the 90s as well. Let me guess. It was the Intertoto Cup. It was the Intertoto Cup, I our love, favorite competition. I love the Intertoto We should do a deep dive on the Intertoto Inter- Cup. Oh, that would be lovely. Um, Alright, so uh, that should be an interesting one to look out for. Let's move on to Thursday, 1pm. Yes. I was going to say, we're already we're on, on Thursday. Thursday, 12.30 p.m. Yes, so now Thursday, we're 1 p.m. Moving a half hour ahead. A half hour ahead where uh, Sheriff will take on Punic nil-nil after the first leg. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a common theme I think you see sometimes with 
teams in pretty in some of the smaller countries in the east of Europe that when they mostly like their start of the season will be like the Champions League Europa League qualifiers um, before they play that many league games and then we see from there sometimes they get off to slow league starts when they're in this qualifying qualifying phase mm-hmm. um, and Punic is one such team um, that we'll note today. Um, they've lost two of their first three league matches. Uh, on the weekend, they lost to a team that finished eighth in the 10-team Armenian division last season. Not a great result. But, you know, again, they have been playing midweek for like a month straight. So sometimes it's just hard to tell. Um, they lost to Red Star in the Champions League qualifying, which is no shame in it, but they lost by a lot. It was like 7-1 yeah. to one or something. Um so they yeah they'd be the first Armenian team to reach the the group stages uh, of the Europa League. Um, yeah, Alakhurst I believe were the first team to reach any European group stage last year mm-hmm. when they were in the Conference League group stages. So mm-hmm. Armenian soccer back to back group stages at least right yeah, yeah. so they'll fall into the... showing some progress there. And that's another country. another thing to note I think is why the uh, Conference League is an important addition mm-hmm. um, is because it offers teams like. Yeah, from a division like this, a chance to be, you know, in a, a a much better chance to be in like a proper competition and play like you know play all fall. Yeah. Um, Sheriff, meanwhile, you know, became pretty famous last year for <clears throat> doing well in the Champions League groups, finishing third, mm-hmm. uh, and of course beating Madrid at the Bernabeu. Um, it's quite the feat. Um, they've won five straight league titles. Um, which is insane, but, you know, it's the Moldovan League, so... Um, but, yeah, people people remember them for their fame last year. Unfortunately, um, their entire team is totally different. <laughs> like, they have almost no players left um, from that run. Um, you know, they actually lost some of them, which I didn't know, uh, in the winter of 21, after mm. in the transition between, you know, the Champions League groups and being in the Europa League knockouts. knockout. yeah. Uh, they actually lost a couple of their key players in that in that window, and there was a weird thing where the Moldo in Moldova where they weren't allowed to register new players until late in February, so they had to play the knockout round, the first knockout stage of the Europa League without their new signings, so they were thin. Uh... And but they still, you know, they still went out to Braga on uh, on pens only, so yeah. they gave it a good go. Yeah, still a great result. Yeah. yeah. So basically, their whole squad is different from what it was last year. Um, very few players remain, um, so that would explain, you know, for why people are wondering why that that team of last year is drawing Punic. Um, you know, you'd still expect them to be the stronger team here. Um, you but think I they're gonna? Don't think it's like in this tie? I do, but I don't think it'll be you know a wash necessarily. I think Punic has a chance. That's all I got to say about Sheriff. That was informative. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome for saying thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying you're welcome. <laughs> You're our welcome. Next, our next one o'clock Thank game you. is uh, Fenerbahce from Turkey. They're taking on Austria Vienne. Fenerbahce went to Austria last week and kind of took it to them a little bit. Won two nothing. Thought looked a better team. I imagine they'll be very confident about seeing this through, grabbing another W. Uh, they are playing in the league as we speak. They think they're which is they're Monday key. for the record. Yeah, so we'll see. They might be kind of tired. Maybe that's it's a bummer, the... dude. They'll have to play Monday and Thursday, but yeah, I guess least... usually you play Thursday and then Sunday. But yeah, that's a little harsh. 
but maybe they'll be a little tired at home. Maybe that's the opportunity there for nah. Austria Vienna, but I this don't. One's washed. I don't see that one happening. This one's washed. Um, yeah. Ammonia, meanwhile, hosting Ghent, uh, after going to Belgium and winning two 0 last week. Another, uh, maybe not so much surprising the Fenerbahce result, but this one surprises a lot. Um, Ammonia is Cyprus's most successful club. Um, although to be fair, most of those were in the seventies and eighties, you know, they do have titles in the, I think it was like three years ago was their last title for using, mm-hmm. um, but they're not, you, they're not typically winning every year, um, the way they these days, to. cause it's pretty competitive up, up at the top now. Um, last year they made the group stages of the conference league. Um, you know, they made the Europa league a couple years ago, the groups, but they usually get knocked out in qualifying. So another example of why the conference league is great. Um, they're, this is a fun fact for you. They're managed by a Northern Irish dude uh, named Neil Lennon. Yeah, I, you may I know, remember, you Neil, remember Lennon. Neil Lennon. I totally did not realize he was yeah, at Ammonia. So, uh, for the listeners, he's played for Leicester, Celtic, among others, and he's managed Celtic twice um, in the early part of the, of the previous decade and at the end of the decade, uh, most recently, 1920, 2021. Um, uh he did have some success there. You know, he's won plenty of titles with them, but as you do at Celtic. He, but they, he won a treble with them. He won a treble. A Scottish treble. Scottish obviously treble. Obviously not a European um, treble, but. Yeah, so he had a pretty successful 1920 season there. In 2021, uh, they got off to a terrible start. This is the year that Gerard's Rangers bossed the league, mm-hmm. won by a million points. Um, but he's most infamous now for the, taking the players uh, in a winter trip uh, to Dubai <laughs> during COVID. Uh, two good, of the players got COVID. That's a great and idea. Two of them got COVID, and the rest of them had to isolate because of it, and they ended up like missing a game or two oh because of it, or having to reschedule or something like that. It was a huge scandal in Ireland, or sorry, in Scotland. In Scotland. Forgive Ooh, me, forgive me. Uh, I just saw the green logo. Yeah. Yeah. Huge scandal in Scotland. Everybody was pissed. He eventually got fired in February. Um, so you know, I don't have no idea what his tactics are with with this with this ammonia team, but they seem to be working pretty well. Uh, um, yeah, I'll be interested to find out what it, what they look like um, on the field because we didn't really get a chance to see them last week very much. Um, also, another fun little factoid here is that Monia actually picked up a player from Ghent on a free this summer. Wow. But he's, like, not a starter, so it doesn't But what matter. was his name? Roman Bezos. Who you might remember from about 10 minutes earlier when we were talking about Dnipro. He was one of the players oh, that shit. No way, about dude. him. Yeah. No way. So, wow. It's all, the Roman it, Bezos pod. Yeah, it's all coming full circle. It's the Bezos pod. Bezos and Mero. Yeah, uh, yeah let's move on to Sivaspor and Malmo. Malmo has a 3-1 lead in the tie, but Sivaspor is going home. Um, Sivaspor also have to play Monday. Mm. Uh, Turkish League is not doing bummer. them any favors, nope, are they? No, it is not. Uh, they're in this position because they were the cup winners last year in Turkey, as I think we mentioned last week, uh, but they did finish 10th in the league. Uh, they're not exactly a powerhouse either. You know, they've never won the Turkish League before. Uh, their best finish is runner-up. Um, and they've only made a Euro- European group stage one time, which was the 2020-2021 Europa League. Uh, so, um, or was it the Conference League? I can't remember. No, it was the Europa League. I just made a mistake in my notes here. Yeah, so they'll probably end up in the Conference League this year, but it'll be their second European group stage. Um, and... Uh, yeah, do you, I wonder, I, I don't, wasn't able to find, like, a ton of information available to me about how they play. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't expect them to be able to pull out a result here, but, like, 3-1 at Malmo isn't a horrible 
yeah. was a horrible result. So I, I want to sort of pay attention to this one a little bit on Thursday um, to get a sense of them. Yeah, uh, I think since they're is, not a Turkish regular. Yeah, it's one of those stage. interesting ones. Where you have a team that's from a league that we think is much better, mm-hmm. right? The Turkish league is definitely better than the Swedish league in our opinions. But Malmo are a top team in Sweden historically. Right, they've been here, they've done it. They're always competing for the title. And Sivaspor are kind of a mid-table team, so yeah. it's an interesting, like, where would Malmo fall in the Turkish league type right. of thought experiment. And in uh, Malmo's here. form right now is a little confusing, too, because they're fifth in the Swedish league, which is, which is 19 match weeks in, Yeah. Um, but they're only four points off the top, so it's not really as bad as it looks. Um, uh, sort of their, uh, one of their huge players right now, uh, Mustafa Zaydan, uh, he's a central midfielder, he has eight league assists and 13 league appearances so far this year which is like a very pretty high ratio also three goals um high player ratings um he's uh he's someone to watch out for in this game he also scored malmo's first goal um in the first leg um so he's someone to uh that sibaspor will have to contain um to uh to get it to get through here yeah i should move on to the three o'clock games 3 p.m let's do it yeah so the first Three o'clock game we have is Hearts hosting Zurich in the second leg of that tie. Zurich won the first one 2-1 in what was uh, not the most fun game to watch. Most it was pretty sloppy. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but Zurich definitely put the pressure on Hearts. They controlled most of the second or most of the latter two thirds of the games after Hearts got off to a pretty quick start. Uh, this one should be pretty entertaining even if it isn't the prettiest game all the time. Good atmosphere. Tynecastle, great atmosphere. Some of the best fans in Scotland. Uh, Hearts are also, their defense hasn't been great this year. And we, we saw, saw it last, it last week. week. Yeah, yeah, just individual good defenders, but as a team, kind of struggled. And Hearts need to score. So I think they need to come out and kind of push pace a little bit, push forward. And that should open up some space for Zurich in the back. So I I think it'll be entertaining if maybe it isn't the prettiest game. Always. Uh, Hearts lost over the weekend to Celtic, but everyone loses to Celtic. So, who Two really Two players cares? sent off, though? Two players sent what off. What the fuck? Yeah, gotta be a little smarter. That's ugo. Against Zurich. Uh, we talked about Zurich actually having some difficulty scoring mm-hmm. in the league in our preview pod last week. We sure did. But they put in four against Sham in the Cup, who are in the third tier, but maybe it kind of like... There's a third tier of Swiss football? There it is. I'm not reading much into that. But, you know, maybe that kind of helps you get, like, maybe. a feel back for it. If it they just... even played any of their real players. Yeah. Uh, damn. All right. But... Well, um, Olympiakos won, Apollon won back in Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we should spend that much time on this this week because we talked a lot about it in the preview last week. And in the reaction. Because it was a really week. good game. Um, so expect more content from us on Friday. But what will hopefully be another good game. I think Olympiakos should win at home. Yeah. Pretty comfortably, but Apollon is a good team and played pretty well last week. So. I think Olympiakos, are they the last Greek team in Europe right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they are. Definitely. A lot riding on them for <laughs> the, the league coefficient. Needs them to stay in the Europa yeah, League they for really does. the prestige factor. Really, do, for the coefficient, too. My yeah. God. Um, they'll probably rack up coefficient if they drop to the conference. That's league. true, that's true. <laughs> Uh, you don't get better points for being... You get more points for a win in the Europa League. Right. But, as we saw with the Dutch teams last year, if you can 
go to a conference league if you go to matchup a deep run, and just yeah you yeah. get a bunch of wins yeah. adds up more than interesting a couple wins in the Europa League does. All right, well uh, another game that we're not going to talk about for completely different yeah, reasons. This is the though. last Europa League last game. Last Europa League game. Shamrock Ferencváros. Yeah, this is back in Ireland, but Ferencváros beat the shit out of them four 0 Yeah, that's a wash, bruv. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Shamrock can maybe get a one goal win or just give themselves something yeah. to. That'll be interesting to for end just on. Shamrock fans. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be watching this game. Uh, we'll be back to talk about Shamrock though, of course, in the Conference League group stages, which they made. Um, just making sure we're still recording. We are. That's tight. That's sick, bro. That's sick. Okay. Just make, just make sure. Sometimes it's hard to tell in this thing. Yeah. I think it's a good place to it's take moving. an ad break. It's moving. Ad break. Pew pew pew. Ooh. Um, buy your stuff. Anyway, we products and we sell them. Not yet, but oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the Europa League. Let's do the motherfucking Conference League. Um, Conference League kicks off pretty early. It does. Um, it will already have happened by yeah. the time you're listening to this. The first game that is, but luckily it's not a very good one. Yeah. And uh, here's our thoughts on the final score and what happened. Wow, that was some great thoughts there, Maxwell. Wow, it's probably just going to be a blank <laughs> dead air right there. I'll, um, I'll record something for okay, you. Okay, I don't want to edit it, but... Uh, anyway, 1 p.m. on Thursday. Now we're really at it. Um, AIK is hosting Slovakia down 3-0. Maybe AIK can make this a game, but... Goddamn, like, did they look bad last week, so... I don't have high hopes. Uh, Basil down 1-0 to CSKA Sofia yeah. in a pretty t- resoundingly terrible performance last week. I thought so, but they are coming home, so only need a one-goal victory. It's coming it. home. It's coming home. It's if coming home. If I knew who sang that song, I would make a reference. Football's coming oh, home. God. <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> to Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, Basel haven't won a league game yet this year, and we've been very, very disappointed by... I think the quality we saw from them last week, as well as even Bronby, against Bronby, yeah. just who haven't been good. This yeah, year. It didn't live up to what we kind of had in our minds for Basel coming into this year. So it's the one game that Paramount Plus showed one week. Yeah, from both the leagues, and it was one of the worst. And of It was those. not a very interesting yeah. game. Um, but you know, maybe at home they can do something different, grab a result. But honestly, I think Sophia could take this, which would be a bit of an upset. Could be an upset for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on to another early game is... Kludge. 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 And Maraboy. Backwards, it's Chulk. <laughs> All right. Just saying. Think about it. So it's still early in league for uh, both of these teams. Uh, neither is going to be very happy with where they stand. Kludge is in fifth right now. Three wins, two losses out of five. And Maribor are in eighth. In Slovenia. Oof. But How was that even fought? I didn't even know there were eight teams there in ten, Slovenia. There's only ten. So they're really not doing well. But like you said, you know, trying to balance European games and league games can be tough for teams from smaller yeah. divisions. All the three best teams in Romania have, are feeling that right now. Yeah. None of them have won all their games so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This one, I don't have a ton to say about it. I think Cluj taking a draw on the away leg should be able to win this. Yeah, at think home, so. and uh, but if Maribor go out, this is the end of the Slovenes. End of the Slovenians. End of the Slovines. The Slovens. The line the of Slovines. The Slovens. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Luka Doncic. We still love you as a player, though. Now on to a much better game. 
Uh, 20, Fiorentina. Fiorentina's up 2-1. It's back in the Netherlands. Yeah, you are lucky you were not in the house while I was watching Fiorentina play Empoli this weekend. You're not even really a fan. I know. (laughs) And that's how frustrating they were. I was still getting so pissed off about this team. They uh, played Empoli over the weekend, who are not a very good team in Italy. Uh, They had a fine year last year, but so much of that was Samuel Ricci, who's no longer on the team. And they're expected to be fighting against relegation. And Fiorentina were playing against 10 men for 30 minutes. They were playing against 9 for about 10 minutes at the end there as well after Empoli lost a player to injury right at the start of extra time. And Fiorentina just didn't create anything. They were so frustrating to watch. They would just have the ball, make an error, start over again, take bad shots. They had 19 shots, actually a point seven, So weren't expected to score. Damn. Yeah. Against 10... Against a 10-man Empoli. I mean, the best chances they had were when Bonaventure would just rip, like, a curler attempt from 10 yards outside the box that you know it's not going in, but he's good, so it gets, like, kind of close. But it's hard to read into the team because, like, Italiano is clearly resting some players in the league to prepare for these European games, and he wants to take it seriously, but none of their players are consistent. Like... You expect somebody like Nico Gonzalez, who should be a good player, to be able to put in a performance week in and week out, and every third week he looks like dog shit. You know, same thing from their midfield. Melo was awful against Empoli. Terrible performance. Alfred Duncan can't hold on to a ball. Because they really bossed that first half of the 20 game. Yeah, we saw in the game too, though. They came out in the second half and And were not the same team. So it's just so much inconsistency with the team and the players themselves and guys who should be better but Jovic was terrible against Empoli but he also barely got any service so hard mm-hmm. to read into it yeah and I don't know if Ikone sees the field against Twenta I think Fiorentina lose <laughs> that's my prediction is if Ikone plays Fiorentina will lose he was he's been so bad recently for them and yeah. not even the uh not even Vincent Italian can uh, he can't save him <laughs> can 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 put him straight no uh That'll be a good one to watch, though. I think we'll talk about it more later, too. Twenta, meanwhile, got to rest a yeah. little bit over the weekend. Wow, this is really set up for him, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Eredivisie gave a... the teams playing in Europe the week off so that they wow. could prepare for qualifying. This is but... gonna be. This could be a classic uh, seventh-place Italian fixture, Yeah, like you mentioned last week. We'll see. Um, another interesting one, Ferrovar and Cologne in Hungary. Ferrovar's up 2-1, the biggest shock probably of last week, <laughs> thanks to... A, uh, an early red card uh, from the German side. Um, you know, I think Cologne, to start the season, struggling a little bit, missing their talisman from last season, Anthony Podesta, who sh- dipped to Dortmund over the summer. Mm-hmm. Saw a funny thing, actually, where Stefan Bumgart, who's like... A, Kind of a funny guy, you know. He wears like the you know the old timey hats yeah, yeah. and the like watching him. Yeah, you remember when Modest stole his hat? Too? Yeah, though <laughs> there were so many good vibes last year. But he threw shade at Modesta for at a press conference for his goal of start with Dortmund so far, even though it's only been a couple games. He was like, yeah, he said some shit about how he was such a great player for us, you know. But he always had he was so good because he had the team at his back, and now he doesn't have that team at his back anymore. And I was like, ooh, mm. shots fired. For a um, club legend, too. Yeah, I know. Um, I guess he was salty he left. Yeah. Um, to be, like, probably a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. I guess it's all going to be, like, whether Cologne can handle the atmosphere 
and whether they can, you know, bury enough chances to to uh, to yeah. turn this. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them to, I think, withstand the atmosphere in Hungary. It's a hard place to go play. Um, you know, all talking about players they lost. I thought that was the big focus of their transfer window because most of their incomings are younger players who mm-hmm. are not going to make immediate contributions and especially not at the start of the season. You're not going to play them in Europe right. right away. But they also lost Oskan from their midfield, who was one of their mm. better players last year as well, also going to Dortmund. Yeah. So there's definitely some holes in that team that I don't. it doesn't look like they've plugged. You know, and this is not a spot Cole are super familiar with. They were uh, in Europe a few years ago, but this is the, last year was the highest point total they've gotten in the Bundesliga in the three-point era. And one of the best seasons they've ever had. They're usually fighting against relegation. So maybe they're just not cut out for Europe. Yeah, I mean, I guess they... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Fairbara also... This could be a good uh, upset pick, though. Yeah. They were also off over the weekend as well. Yeah. Hungry gave them... But they have lost a couple of their early league games as well. Um, Yeah. This could be a a danger one for Cologne. Mm. Um, But, I mean, on paper they should win. But, I don't know. If if, if you're a betting person... This is not a bad one. Yeah, uh, if you want to get a long shot upset, yeah. yeah. Here's a game I wouldn't bet on. Beersheva, one. Universitate, one. Mm. This one, flipping back to uh, Israel. Uh, Beersheva literally haven't played a single league game yet, so it's very hard to figure out what to expect from them. Um, they should be the much stronger team, but we literally, I have no idea. We'll have to watch. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know too much about uh, this team. Don't need to dwell on it. Year, we'll talk but... about it on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Slavia, Rakow. Rakow's up 2-1. Yeah, pulled a big upset last week and take this one back to Slavia Prague. But you have to think the Czech can turn this around. You know, they're I, a pretty yeah. good team. And playing at home, I think they can beat Rakow. I would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Viborg and West Ham. Viborg, maybe? Viborg, Viborg. I don't remember if we ever came down in which one it is. Viborg? I think we said we'll do both. And we'll that do way both. we're always right. All right, I'll go with Viborg. Um, down 1-3 to West Ham. This one in Denmark. Um, so, West Ham, I remember last week defending their bad league start. is not that bad. Now they're officially had a bad league start. Yeah. Um, they lost to, to be fair, another really good team. Brighton, 2-0, but it was at home. Um, they didn't look good at all. Brighton bossed the game. Um... And, yeah, they can't really afford to go out here. So I think Moyes will start a, uh, a pretty strong 11. I'd expect Declan Rice to be in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Antonio. Uh, definitely I, Skamaka. I but, think Skamaka would be the start over Antonio. I don't think they'll yeah. play together. Uh, hard to say who else. But, I mean, they. yeah. I, I'd expect a pretty strong 11 because they, they, you know, they need the bad vibes to end here. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be better. I mean... Arguably, some West Ham fans would probably be like, fuck this, let's just focus on the league now that we've arched a bad start. But I don't think you want the embarrassment. And I don't think they actually mean that because they're not, you know, this is an arsenal. Yeah. Like, they'll actually want some European... It's a competition they'll feel they can win. So Yeah, I was going to say, when you look at the quality of teams in the competition and who was playing in the knockout stages last year, West Ham would have to think that they're not far off of the Roma team not at that all. won last year, definitely. And frankly, it could be a, a good avenue. If they continue to struggle a little bit in the league, it could be their end up being their best avenue mm-hmm. to get in the Europa League. Yeah. So um, I think they'll, that is all to say, I think they'll come out with a strong lineup here. Uh, Viborg is only three wins, three losses in the league so far. Um, but um, 
one player to watch out for. They did play pretty well last week, I thought, despite yeah, the scoreline. Um, surprised me a little bit. Uh, their left back, Christian Sorensen, um, he had eight league assists last year, um, uh, which is by which is the highest on the team, and uh, his just like chance conversion rate is just so far superior to anyone else on the team. He's like point four four ex- uh, expected assists per ninety, which is pretty high. That is pretty high, especially because the next highest on the team was point one five. So like nobody else creates chances but him. He already has three assists and two goals in the league through six games, and he was the one that assisted their goal in okay. London last mm. week. So he's the guy that uh, West Ham will have to contain if they don't want to concede yeah. uh, anymore and, you know, be pretty comfortable here. So this is another one where I feel like should be a wash, but, like, you know, don't concede first. <laughs> yeah, don't let them shit, score first and then things get a little spicy. Shit happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about Viking and FC style Bucharest. Indeed. Uh, Bucharest lost... Uh, at home, 2-1 last week to Viking. A little bit of a surprise to us as well. Uh, Vikings only 6th uh, in the league wow. in Norway, uh, more than halfway through the season. Um, uh, their, uh, their leading scorer, possibly uh, one reason for that is that their leading scorer uh, left to Hammerby halfway through the season in July. Oh, that's not he good. Had, he had uh, 8 goals in the league in the first you know, half or so of the season, yeah. uh, 22 goals last season. So they've lost that production. He also led the team in expected assists, XG per 90, etc. Wow. Uh, tough to replace that production. Um, so maybe that would explain a little bit of dip in form. Um, can't say for sure. Anyway, yeah, we thought Bucharest would be the better team, but they're off to a bad league start too. One win, three draws, one loss. Um, so, you know, don't really know what to say here either. You fa- you lean Viking because they're at home and winning, but who knows? Yeah, Stabu Crest are a pretty good team usually, so mm-hmm. see this flipping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that might be poised to flip around, where the home team is going to need to put in a good performance, is Wolfsburger and Molde. Uh, Wolfsburger won the first leg, won nothing. Take this back to Austria, but you know that hasn't always been the nicest place to them in European qualifying. They let uh, Maltese team get a draw there, so maybe Molda do have a chance. Yeah, man. Uh, Molda's in good league form. Um, they're in first, um, and uh, they have a lot of uh, a lot of decent players. Um, they have a pretty spread out production, I'd say. Leading scorer with seven goals. His name's Fafana. Um, also got a guy named Emil Breivik, seven assists. Um, Martin Linz or Linz is another. Uh, he's a right back. Another player to look out for. He has really good match ratings. Four goals, four assists. Um, just to highlight a bit of their sort of balanced production. Um, and remember they had eighteen shots on target last week. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't like they played bad. They should win this one. Um, now to the two o'clock starting window. Ooh, uh, this is the big ticket. Indeed, right here. this is the this is the hot the hot ticket. Anderlecht and Young Boys. In Belgium, Anderlecht's up 1-0 on aggregate. Um, you know, uh, David mentioned last week that Wolves Loney Fabio Silva is off to a really good start with a couple of goals for Anderlecht. Um, it's good because they lost their top scorer and top chance creators from last year. Uh, the goal scorer's name is Xerxes. He went to Bayern. Was he... 
He's that's Joshua Zerzi, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He yeah went he's to, a he's a highly rated. Prospect. Yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah. Actually, both these guys are twenty one, and they're and uh, they lost their left back, I believe, uh, named Gomez to City. Okay. Um, in a similar type of situation, but I guess that's just what happens when you're in these sorts of leagues. Yeah, and I know Xerxes was on loan last year. Yeah. Right. So. Um. So they're both gone. Fabio Silva is trying to pick up the slack uh, in the scoring department. Um. They've only conceded two goals in their first four league matches. Young boys, meanwhile, uh, also had a similar situation this summer where they're off to a good league start. They lost Pfock, their leading scorer, Jordan Pfock, the American international, who we both feel should be the starter at the World Cup right now. Yes, please. Please. Uh, if anybody in the US MNT setup is listening to this yeah. podcast, please start Jordan Pfock. Start Jordan Pfock or Sargent, maybe, but probably Pfock. Uh, Pfock's doing what Sargent's doing, uh, but in a better league. Yeah, so. true. Uh, he scored 22 goals last year. He bounced to Union. Fellow striker uh, Wilfred Conga also moved to Hertha, who was having a good season last year. Um, but uh, rather than you know replace a 22 goal scorer, they decided we're just not going to concede any. Uh, they've conceded uh, two goal. Oh, sorry, they've conceded one goal in 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 11 matches, which is remarkable. That is really even good. in the Swiss league, <laughs> uh, and they're scoring at a better than two goals per match pace. Oh. Which is fine. So they're doing a bit of everything. Yeah, so the Levin, Levin scored one conceded. Remarkable. Um, another clean sheet would go a very long way in giving them a chance in Belgium. Um, honestly, this should be a close one. A little bit of a coin flip, I think. But I don't know if you're not into a slow pace and and few goals, then this isn't the game Good for you. Good defensive soccer, yeah. the way it's meant to be played. This is going to be tight and low scoring, so just to warn you. Um, yeah, let's move on to Shkupi and Balkani, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, wherever the fuck Balkani is. Kosovo. Kosovo. It's a big hipster fixture. Yes, this is Kosovo and North Macedonia playing against each other. You know, love to see a little bit of Eastern European action. It's always gets a little spicy, yeah, this a little one, fun out there. This one, hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone's safe out there <laughs> in Kosovo this weekend. <laughs> I'm sure they will be. I don't remember if those are two that hate each other, but they probably are. I think... UEFA separates the ones okay. that really hate each other yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for qualifying in group stages, at This least. one's a little so, spicy, though, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know what made it spicier was Balkani getting the win last week at Shkupi, mm-hmm. despite getting thoroughly outplayed. They managed to pull a 2-1 victory out of the hat and take this one back on the Kosovo and make it a very interesting matchup. And then uh, one that might not be as interesting, though, is Hamrun and Partizan. So good luck to the Maltese. Just have fun out there. Have fun out there. You know, give it your best effort and we're enjoy your you. orange slices afterwards. Yeah. Um, nice and Tel Aviv, one of the big ones this week. Uh, nice, of course, lost one nil in Israel last week. Um, they returned back to the south of France, looking for a better result. Yeah. What do you think about Nice coming into this one? I have a lot of thoughts about Nice. I was pretty in- heavily invested in Nice doing well last year because I picked them high in the yes. French league table. We're both big fans of Galtier. I love Galtier. He's a great manager. PSG is going to be annoyingly good this year. Um, and I can't say the same about Lucien Favre. <laughs> he had kind of a mixed bag tenure at Dortmund. He had good mo- good tactical moments. That's kind of his thing. Um, but Nice have been off to a pretty shite start. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they lost to Claremont Foot over the weekend, yeah. which is not great. 
Um, and I know they had two red cards as well, but both of those came after the 80th minute when they were already down one, one nothing. Yeah. Also, fun fact, France, 11 red cards last match week. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. The French are out of, French league's out of control. They the last are insane. Two What's going on there? Uh, but yeah, I mean, they still have a lot of good players. They still have their leading scorer from last year, Andy Delort. Uh, another forward of theirs, Amine Gouri, um, had a big season last year. Ten goals, nine assists. Casper Dolberg was a big part of their setup, but he is out for the rest of the month with a knock, um, so they'll miss him. Uh, Justin Clivert also bounced to Roma. Returned to Roma, but he's yeah. probably going somewhere, somewhere else. else. They yeah. don't want but they him. Don't, but he had a decent season for them last year, too. Um, the good news is that they still have Dante. 38-year-old oh, yeah, power bring it the home. Brazilian powerhouse. Uh Captaining their side. Interesting center back pairing there with a uh, 22-year-old Jean-Claire Tobido. Mm-hmm. He's or a... Todibo. Tobido, sorry. Yeah, who's, a, who's a high-profile prospect in some in many respects. Um, he has a lot of potential. Um, you know, could you could imagine him in a, you know, a, a top team in, sometime in the near future with, and maybe getting caps for France. Um, so that's quite the pairing, those two. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of old Brazilians, though, there's been tons of rumors now linking them uh, to bringing Marcelo oh, yeah, yes, in on free, and I would love to see Marcelo and Dante playing next to each other. Dude, a team with Dante, a... Marcelo, Casper Schmeichel, and Aaron Ramsey? Ramsey? Come oh, on. We're getting the band back together. Yeah. We're going all the way back to 2012. Nice is like nice is like young players, young players, young players, and then like the oldest it's, possible yeah. players. Um, that's actually the formula for a lot of uh, teams in like the Europa League and Conference League, so... Yeah. We were just talking, yeah, we'll get to another one, I think, soon. But, um, yeah, they also also look out for Melvin Bard, who plays at left back, his, his high match ratings. Um, meanwhile, Tel Aviv sma- played their first league match last weekend, then over the weekend, and smashed some team, whatever, yeah. uh, obviously. Uh, you know, their coach is at their, this is a guy named Vladimir Ivic. He's Serbian, it's their second spell there. Um, people may know him for coaching Watford for a couple months, if you can keep track of all those. Yeah. That was fall of 2020. I think they are in the championship then. He didn't last very long. Not uh, many people last long at Watford. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he made it, like, a bunch of the fall. <laughs> uh, yeah, last time Tel Aviv rolled out in the 3-5-2. Um, nice has been playing in a 4-2-3-1 under Fav. Uh-huh. Uh, even though I think mostly with Galtier, Galtier likes to play a 4-4-2 last year, so they're in a little bit of a different setup than they used to. Maybe that transition has something to do with their form. Um, we'll have to see. You know, I'd like to see Nice playing in Europe, um, but Tel Aviv's pretty tough, and this could fall either way, I think. Yeah. If yeah. Nice get caught out you know, early on the break and go down two goals on aggregate, it could get spicy. Yeah, Nice are not off to a good start, and I think this is one that could be like 4-0, 5-0 thrashing. These put it together. They mesh under Favre for the first time since he's gotten there and look really good. Or Tel Aviv could go to Nice and take this one. I think it's definitely up in the air. Agreed. Right. Uh, where does that leave us? It leaves us moving on to the 2.30 game. Oh, yeah. Lech Poznan and the uh, This is my Udalash. third favorite window. Yeah, your third favorite window. What's yeah. your? What are your first two? Uh, the last one we said was our first. Yeah. And the next one is the 245 window coming up. Oh, yeah. Love a good 245 Love window. a 245. But this one, bit of a 
should be a bit of a snooze. Snooze. Black one, two nothing in the first leg. Going to Luxembourg, you think they should be better and should win this. Um, other games at that window, we got Zhirinsky and Bratislava. Zhirinsky won at home. And uh, fun fact, I was looking up some stuff about them. Luka Modric played a season there. Luka. So that's that's always fun. You like Love seeing Luka. that. Uh, Zhirinsky, they hold the one goal lead. And defensively, they've been really solid in Europe. They allowed only one goal over both the legs to Sheriff. Two to Tirana and one to Tobol. So Bratislava will have to be at their best if they want to get a goal and actually advance out of this tie that they're Didn't they have one shot last week? I think so. One, That's... Yeah. Oof. Yeah. This, is, this might be tighter than we thought, mm-hmm. this one. This was when Bratislava was favored on pretty much every betting site as well. As you'd expect, yeah. And, but again, one shot. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. They played... They looked against Olympiacos. Not so much last week. Yeah. Uh, now for to our second favorite window, two forty five. Whoa! Let's start with Linfield two, Riga two. Yeah, this one going back to Belfast, Linfield, the Catholics, or sorry, the opposite of Catholics, the, the Protestants. Protestants. They hate the Catholics. Well, nothing wrong about the opposites. Um, <laughs> it's still the same religion, but in Belfast, it's the opposites. <laughs> uh, they hate the Catholics though, mm-hmm. so. But they know there are also other religions, completely different religions. Yeah, but those are the religions. Have they heard of Taoism? I kind of doubt that. <laughs> Having been to Belfast, I don't think that many people there have heard of Taoism. <laughs> They're like, Catholicism is the worst possible thing. You're like, what? Oh, Okay, I'm sorry, but did you throw Taoism no, out? No, I'm just as trying a, to think oh, of know, something different. The worst religion? Taoism? No, it's I so love Taoism. trying to think of something different. Something yeah. different. You, it's nothing you can say that isn't kind of a hate crime, though. So. Uh, Taoists are better than Maybe Protestants, anyway. Southern Baptists? We can throw Southern them out Baptist. there. Southern Baptists. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're right, they're still Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Christians um, are most of the worst. <laughs> to be fair uh, Linfield have been really strong defensively at home so far this year and they're obviously dominating Northern Ireland as they do every year so it's hard to read into how that is going on uh, you don't want to be like oh well they dominated at home last week and who cares right it's Northern Ireland it's not the same level as Riga Riga would be the best or second best team in the league for sure um, so definitely seems a toss-up but I think Linfield their performances at home against some of the big teams, beating Bodo Glimt, holding out against Zurich. I think they can shut RFS down and it's tie and take a W. Let's do it. Tell me about Antwerp and Bashaksha here. Yeah, so some fun faces in this one. Uh, Antwerp are coached by Marco Van Bommel, so that's always fun. He's been lining them up mostly in a 4-3-3. He had a good run with PSV mm-hmm. previously um, mm-hmm. and then had... Some good stuff at Wolfsburg and some very bad stuff at Wolfsburg. Yeah. Not everybody's a huge fan of his tactics usually. Yeah. Um, but they've been working, they've been working you pretty say. well at Antwerp. They're off to a perfect start in the league season. A uh, big part of that has been Al-Hassan Youssef, who is a 22-year-old Nigerian central midfielder. And when you watch them play, he is everywhere in that midfield. He is relentless at defending. He's a good defender, too. It's not just getting in there and fouling people all the time he's a good defender and he can really quickly turn that into attack because he's got incredible footwork and he's pretty good passers pass like accuracy percentage like 90 which is pretty good i mean it's mostly short passes he's not gonna kill you with a long ball a little bit of Jorginho passing just you know if Jorginho was really athletic and also not good enough to be on chelsea <laughs> uh the here got so also some like big names that are a little past it right this now. It's a very Turkish league thing to yes. do. Lucas Bilia, who captained Lazio, played for Milan as well. He is 
somehow still playing and somehow still sending off like seven long balls a game. I mean, he wants to, he's, wants to be a little like Pirlo-esque at this point in his career, but mm-hmm. having watched him play for Milan as a fan, so I was much. not happy with him there. But he's a he seems like a really good guy, so give him give him a pass. Sure. Uh, Nasir Chadli is also on the team, you know, and uh, just signed Mesut Ozil recently made his debut over the weekend. Played wow. ten minutes of pretty bad <laughs> soccer, but maybe he's a little Mesut distracted Ozil. by his esports. Mesut Ozil, wow. Uh, um, neither team has lost a game at all yeah. this year in any competitions yet, so it hasn't been that long of a no. But they've. You know, yeah. both played about four or five games in the league. Sure. They haven't lost in. They didn't lose any of the okay. European qualifying sure, sure, games sure. as well. Um, the Shiksa here have not allowed a goal in their league wow. yet. I know it's early, but still yeah. notable. Uh, so I think this should be a pretty good game. Antwerp, I would favor being at home. I would think they can take this one. Uh, but these are two good teams, definitely. If this is being aired where you are, watch it. There you go. All right, is this uh, moving on to the 3 o'clock window, our last window? Least favorite window. Yeah. Well, we're starting this one with our stone-cold lock of the century <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Shout out, Adult Swim, please don't sue us for using your content. <laughs> this one is Azed Alkmaar taking on Gil Vicente. This one, it's back in Portugal, but Alkmaar up 4 nothing, scored three goals super late. It's over. And kind of shut that one. It's over. Shut the door in Gil Vicente's face. It's over. Said, Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Yeah. And then we'll go to your house. You know whose house we're going to, though? We're Their going house. to Hadjik Split's house. Going to Hadjik Split's house. Not a house I would want to be necessarily if I was Villarreal. No. Unless um, you scored four goals in the first leg. Which, whoa, what a crazy thing. They did. They did. That's insane. They did. Uh, they did also concede, too. Yeah. Is so, this straightforward for them or not? I don't think this is going to be straightforward for them. Hadjik Split, if. Split score first. We've mentioned it. Things can get a little spicy when the spicy. Road, when the home team scores first. You know how they say in Croatia, "That's so spicy." spicy. Uh, what do they eat? In what do they? That's a spicy uh, uh, checkered patch. <laughs> Red and white, the checkers. Do you think they have checkers in Croatia? I haven't seen a checkers in a while. Don't know. They're kind of falling off. Uh, but now. yeah, Patrick Split score first. Definitely a spicy tie. Check it out. Uh, Villarreal have been really, really impressive early on, though. And they just I, beat Atletico two nothing right. Metropolitano the, the, uh, the other day. Yeah, um, I think we both think Villarreal are just a good enough team that they should be O W for them. Yeah. Uh, Hadjik split tough draw getting them. But yeah, all about the first goal for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the last game, Rapid Vn and Vaduce Vaduce got a result surprisingly again. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Liechtenstein last week, uh, and while common sense suggests that Rapid will just take care of business at home, we saw what Vaduce did the week prior, or the you know a couple weeks prior in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, so you never, cannot... never, we've now we've learned to never count out Vaduce. Yeah. Um. So hopefully this is a game we'll be talking about on Friday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Max, uh, what's your what's the game you're looking forward to most this week? Your pick of the week. Boy, it's a lame answer, but it's probably twenty Fiorentina, just because it was um, there was so much. It was so energetic and entertaining last week, and and the storylines are pretty good coming into this one too, um, with the uh, curse of the seventh place Italian team, yeah. and twenty being rested and Fiorentina coming off of a bad result. I think there's a lot of 
potential for drama here. I wouldn't be shocked to see this one go into extra time. Right. And I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take 20. Ooh. And right. also, you know, if you want goals, Hadjik, Split, and Virial, I think, is a good yeah. backup. Yeah, definitely Just for the a vibes. good backup. Uh, I think my pick's going to be Hearts and Zurich. I think they hit that so boring, sweet spot combination, though. That's such a predictable a choice quali- for me. It is a very predictable choice for me. Uh, but it's like that sweet spot combination of having some quality but not too much quality that they're actually like able to do everything they try to do <laughs> so it can be a little fun uh they're relatively even matched and this still what, an, what, a, what a backwards compliment <laughs> uh they're not good enough to like play great good enough soccer that it, it's not enjoyable okay um you want to do an upset of the week upset to, of the week who you want to pick i think i'm going to take tel aviv beating nice bang 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 yeah love it you know what i'm going to take you already know. You're going to take Vaduz. I'm taking them all the way to the group stage, baby. Rapid mm-hmm. crashes out at home. Vaduz wins 3-2 on the road. I, I mean, if that happens, I'd love to see it. That's my pick. No more doubting Vaduz. Uh, anyway, that's going to rock and wrap it up for yeah. us today. Thanks for sticking with us. I think that was a pretty long episode. Not as long as the last one. No. Uh, we're about an hour in. No. Uh, yeah, very respectable um, we're, uh, we'll see you on Friday. Enjoy the football. And as always, cheers to the gaffer. Cheers.